This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's that time of year again. The time of year where the leaves are about to change and there's a Mothman near. Yes, this is another Mothman episode, but this is not the Mothman Festival episode. That will come out next week after my adventures in West Virginia. But I decided to do a documentary this time, and I have also brought along a fellow unbeliever, a fellow podcast host, and a fellow person who has been to the Mothman Festival. Russ Ryan himself. How you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Zanger. So, the documentary we watched is the one from Small Town Monsters called The Mothman of Point Pleasant. Um, yeah, and I gotta ask, did this premiere that first year we all went, wasn't that the big to-do? Was this 2016? Um, or 17? Yes, 20... Let me see here. I had I had all the stuff pulled up, and then you said something. 2017 it was yeah in, it was 2017 i'm looking at it yeah it was in june of 2017 so they had the probably the kickstarter event was for this doc yeah. and everything so so yes that, that that was their big to do the first year we went and i have been back um of course last year and they're doing a kickstarter event for i think it's terror in the skies is the newest one that small town monsters is doing but there is a reason i chose small town monsters one because one they they do a great do- yes. Terror in the skies is there, is the one that they're doing this year for the Kickstarter event. Is that um, Thunderbirds? It is, is that- Thunderbirds, Mothman. Basically, um, hold on, let me just see what the description is written as. Illinois is known for its miles of prairies and being a state rich in history, uh-huh. but rich in history isn't quite what you've been told. So. It's basically, it looks like it's a lot of stuff about, like, the um, creatures and stuff there, of course, directed by Seth Breedlove, who did this, and the whole monster, uh, Small Town Monsters crew have done a very, very good job with all, and I, I, I will say, a little biased here, I have interviewed and talked to them on one of the previous Mothman Festival episodes, and I do enjoy their work, so maybe a little skewed here in, in, in my um in my talking of this 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 um show and everything well well can i ask so did you talk to seth breedlove mm-hmm. the uh producer director all right well yeah. what about lyle blackburn did you talk to him? i actually did interview him too and he was um he was on last year's i asked him you know what what cryptid would be the best for um like 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 a comic book superhero in his mind and i think he said the the, the lizard man and everything and if he's there again this year which i don't know if he uh, is i do I, remember that yeah i bet I, he will be uh, you know, he he narrated the one we were going to be uh, speaking about tonight. Exactly. That's what I was also going to include is that he is also uh, famous for a lot of work in the cryptozoological world with uh, many books he has written. Um, and narr- he, he's actually narrated a few of these, too. So um, he's narrated the newest one, The Terror in the Sky. He also did The Beast of Bray Road. This one, uh Boggy Creek and the Momo, the Missouri monster, which I know he's written a book on as well. So that's the Momo is the one that's going to be coming out next from them. Yeah, it's about that Japanese doll that is just striking terror in families everywhere. No, it's uh, actually uh, what it's. 
I, see, I, I was like, okay, I I, say, you are really on the wrong path with that one, but okay. No, but I've been trying to have a little fun with him. Uh, I, of course, I love his documentaries, but he was on he was on a live paranormal show on Facebook and that took questions. So mm-hmm. I was peppering him with ridiculous que- questions about Momo and about psychic Sasquatches and, yeah, just basically aggravating him. But I do really enjoy his work. I, I do too, and like I said, he's involved with this both. I'm assuming he worked behind the scenes, but he does do the narration for this. Uh, the reason I picked this, because as we all know, and I think um, me and Ryan both can speak, or me, me and Russ can both speak to this, we both love Monster Quest. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Love, love that show. Now, I will say that Small Town Monsters has kind of vaguely taken their torch and run with it, but they're doing it in a much more in-depth way which we'll, we'll get into when we discuss it but if you watch the mothman episode of monster, monster quest Man? it doesn't it, it covers a lot of stuff but it doesn't it, it, it has like a probably 10 minute portion of point pleasant in there so that's why i was like i don't feel i feel like if i wanted to discuss the mothman as a whole this would be okay but to discuss like the events and everything in point pleasant this doc does a much better job of not only covering the weird sightings of the Mothman, but stuff like injured cold, stuff like all the UFO sightings, stuff that, like, all the weirdness that was going on in that town, because, as I've said many a times before, Mothman was probably, is probably the least strange thing in Point Pleasant during that time frame where he was being sighted, which is weird to even say. Yeah, uh, especially all the strange men, like you said, like injured cold. And they even go back to... Uh to the uh the flatwoods monster case mm-hmm. in this too but there's a lot of that just peripheral stuff as far as the flying creatures i mean they they put a lot of work into that timeline uh, i'm sure it's been better but they that's the one like maybe knock i'll have on it is just a lot it is a lot of just informational at times where it's just if case to case to case and it doesn't go too deep but i guess they don't really have time to do that i but yeah the other the other weird stuff. I love seeing people show up also that we've seen at the festival. Like mm-hmm. the same men in black guy that's there every year. He, he pops up in there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. See, and that's the cool thing. The the reg- I mean, this wasn't shot during the festival because you can tell there's snow on the ground and the town looks deserted beyond reason, which no offense to Point Pleasant. I feel like that's what it is like most time. But they do even point out at the end that, that the Mothman Festival itself brings in a, like it is the biggest festival in the state that that is wild that that is the biggest festival in west virginia now and mm-hmm. it's only been around since 2003 2003 2002 somewhere one, one, one of the two years one of those two yeah so i think they he, said 2002 in the doc but then later said 2003 yeah maybe walmsley just had a little short one but yeah jeff walmsley i'm talking about the guy who uh who curates the mothman mm-hmm. museum which he has to be loving uh, and all the fallout stuff now oh he yeah, just has yeah, another yeah. great thing it's so great for him, and, and we I did talk to him uh, the first time we went, so it was nice to see him so represented this doc. He, mm-hmm. he has a lot of time in it. And he straight up says, yeah, we did it to ca- cash in off the uh, the Mothman movie, and it yeah. worked. Yes, and um, I will point this out. Eventually, one of these pregame episodes for the festival, because, of course, I'm just going to keep going every year I can, I will cover the Mothman prophecies, because I t- have not read it, nor have I watched it, so... I kind of odd with my love of cryptids and everything, but I've been told by many people it's not really about the cryptid stuff. So if, if, if you're going and thinking that, you're going to be disappointed. So 
maybe next year. But but going into this, like I said, these guys have done a lot of different docs. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you have Amazon Prime, I'm pretty sure most of them are free right now. So definitely check out just any of the, anything by Small Town Monsters. They do a really good, if you're into cryptids and stuff, they do a good job with that. Their interview, it, it is, I will side with Russ on that. It is a lot of facts being thrown at you and just witness interviews Whereas like Monster Quest is kind of like, well, let's have have somebody kind of counteract or it, all of this is placed as we are just giving you the facts as we know them. We're not going to try to contradict stories. We're not going to try to do anything. We're just going to show recreations. And I, I like their little watercolor recreations uh, they do. I it's, wanted to say the, the animation style that they choose for this is really unique. That mm-hmm. it, it does set it apart from a lot of the, the regular TV ones. That would have just... Uh, would have just done a reenactment with a really terrible UFO flying around, and this yep. is like, yeah, like a watercolor animation. It, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit too much. Like at times where it looks a little too CG, where you're like, uh, but just the style, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it felt. It, it fit. It, I, I think it's better than 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 having a your your brain being a shooting star trying to watch a watch a reenactment. Boy, I tell you what. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but I don't have my soundboard set up because I wanted to have – because we recently found a new Mothman song. I'm just going to give you a couple seconds of this jam. Really? I know we love the old one, but here. Believe, believe, yes you can. Believe in the power of the Mothman. Believe, believe, yes you can. Believe in the power of the Mothman. Well, he's seven feet right, tall with eyes. Uh, wow. That's a new uh, new guy on the scene, at least us. Even though the album's old, he's called the Paranormal Song Warrior. And we actually cold called him recently, and he answered, and we talked to him. He was an interesting guy. Wow. I See, I was half expecting you to do the Captain Catfish one. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't, I don't have that one handy right now. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've met him and everything, and, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to whip this out. I'm going to be like, I know that guy. But no, that that that's very, um oh, like, I mean... We're, we're getting into that time of year and everything. It's very Monster Mash. Saturday. Oh, very much. But like, I, 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 I can see. is a shooting star, son. Very funny. Perfect. Right, Thank you. Um, but no, uh, so so we've both been to Point Pleasant for sure. the festival. Kind of got to explore the area and everything, kind of see the sights. Um, one, I think this documentary does a great job of showing kind of just, it, it has good B-roll. If that if that is something I can say. Oh yeah, and especially if you've been there, it's very mm-hmm. very watchable because as, as much as they said so many people it is a very small area. They they even mention in there how how the uh, Point Pleasant itself is only about three miles long. It's very the Gallipola city next to it is people they said assume is the same city, but it's not because it's yeah. just such small small community. But their downtown area, even though it's a small little area, it's packed in, and it's like you're, it's like a, like an American theme park almost of just, it's like Main Street USA, but real. Yes. Um. So I just wanted to ask you, what was one of your favorite moments from this doc? Like, if if there was something that jogged your memory of your visit or the festival, or just what, or your favorite story that that was brought up. Well, I like, of course, I like anytime they started going by the TNT mines, which is a you know large former government area of the, of these abandoned mines that were used in the '40s, and they're still there and to be explored. And you can go on tour and go to them. We did do the tour mm-hmm. and got to, you know, super creepy, and got to go back on our own. I'm not sure. I think you 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 kind of went rogue last year. I I went rogue last year. I'm going to go rogue again this year. Back in there, uh, it is a lot of 
fun to go by yourself. But like, like I said, doing the tour, at least you like you, you know where you are. Cause there was a few times we were wandering around the woods and I had no freaking clue where we were going. So yeah, kind of, it, it, what wasn't, wasn't scary in that sense, but it, it was one of those things to where take the wrong step or kind of lose your, lose your bearings and you could be out there for a little bit. Yeah. But I have a great moment. I also want to say, boy, how great of just a hour long, uh, commercial for the festival because by the end of it, they're like, you can come here now and you might actually catch a glimpse of him in a tree. He's still sighted. <laughs> by the way, we have a yearly festival. You're like, at the end of it, you're like, well, yeah, I want to go there. Can I go there? But my favorite m- moment from the documentary was when they were showing the uh, the abandoned power building, which mm-hmm. is, I think, there in some capacity, but the two guys, there are two young guys who are riding their motorcycles around there at the time. They turn their lights off because the moon was so bright. They keep emphasizing how bright the moon is, and they see these two glowing red eyes on top of an abandoned uh, abandoned power plant, and they go in there, and they are just feet away from the Mothman, and the recreation is done really well, where it doesn't seem cheesy, and it's really tense, mm-hmm. and then he fl- flies quietly away from him, and just his reaction to his storytelling, I mean, he's a very believable person, a lot a lot of the people in this are, it seems like there's no way that any of these people would make up such something so fantastic, and I also like the small detail that no one ever really brings up about the toxic waste being there, and yeah. that it could be that's so that's so sci-fi that is such a comic book right there the the that could be something mutated like a sandhill crane yeah like a like a owl drinks some kind of waste there and becomes you know like literally a sentient thing Uh, yeah sure so i i'm glad you brought that up because i'm i'm not once again i'm not sitting here trying to just shove um the festival or the monsters i mean small town monsters down anyone's throat but the reason I'm saying something is they have a what they they've started doing is a festival exclusive T-shirt. Every like oh. they did they did one last year, which Ellie got, and it's got like the a nuclear explosion on it, and it's got like the Mothman in silhouette and everything because of um, Fallout last year was there and everything. This year's is it's it's a shirt that says the legacy of the Mothman, and it's got like a Mothman like with its talons out and its giant red eyes swooping down on a sandhill crane, which is what it always is claimed <laughs> to be. So I'm, I'm really That's hoping crazy. cross my fingers. Um, Mike's going to help me out with that. Hopefully being able to snag me a t-shirt since I'm not going to be able to be there. Yeah, Friday. I remember the, a couple of years ago, what was it? The one that looked like the Batman and six. Yes. I, I, I have, I have that one. Instead of Batman. Such a great shirt. Yeah. I have yeah, that one too. Such a great shirt. But no, I mean it's it, it's really cool, and like I said, that, that that is something that's brought up a lot. Is people are like, "Oh, you were just seeing a, a a a crane that was mutated or something like that." But that's the thing; everyone points out in their in their interviews that it didn't have a long neck. It was very like, like it didn't have a neck, and they said well, that was the yeah. weirdest it, thing. Yeah, just shoulders with a head popped on it with red eyes. And mm-hmm. the fact that so, some pe- so many people saw it. So they just ones you never hear about, like the woman who just sees it or the man who sees it in his front yard one day. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many little ones where it's just they, they describe the same thing. And they're on there now. That one older guy was like, I can picture it like I did then. Like I was completely terrified. I'm not crazy. I was 24. I'm 74 now, but I still remember. Mm-hmm. And... I love it. And the Gravediggers, that's a great one, too. Yes, and I I like how they had that timeline sort of would pop up on the screen every now and then just showing just 
here's this siding, here's that one. Because the Gravediggers one is one that some people bring up and some people don't. Because it's like not quote-unquote part of the mythology in some people's minds. It happened so far away from Point Pleasant and the other events that like... It's funny because there are people that tell these stories that are like so like... No, 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 that's, that's actually not part of this story sort of thing. So it's it's kind of funny yeah, how... it just how happened they... in the area. Mm-hmm. I think I was... Go, go ahead. They just kind of bookend it because it happens... In 66, they kind of bookend that Gravedigger story because it yeah. happens kind of in the same timeline and in vaguely the area. But yeah, I agree. So um your your one was... I, I want to find out where that power plant is and if it's still around because I know it's not at least in the TNT area I've been to. It's probably in some other area or on private no. property now. I, I didn't know if you knew. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't, And um, but it does seem like they had modern footage of it there because they, they re- recreated it in the animation, but it mm. looks like they had actual footage, and it looks like the stairs and the catwalks that they spoke about, like you wouldn't be in the store building. You wouldn't, it just looks like a shell of itself, but I do believe it's still there. See, I, I would love to find that one year and just like poke around there at, at night one time just to just to add to the spookiness and everything of the whole experience. But that's just that's that that's just me talking crazy and everything with that. Um like I said, my favorite thing was that they included like the UFO sightings, the weird stuff with like weird people showing up, the injured cold sighting. I like that because a lot of other docs and stuff that talk about Mothman exclude that and i'm like you need to include that because it makes the whole town seem like it's not just a mothman it's there's all this other weird stuff going on at the same time yeah. and also is, also just want to point this may out have a connection yeah it could be a yeah that west virginia has some of the weirdest cryptids stories because they have this oh yeah they have the sheep squatch, which is like a white Sasquatch thing. And then they also have Flatwoods, too, which did get a mention in this. And as a side note, I will be stopping by Flatwoods again on my way home this year. So I am very excited to do that trip again. And actually, I'm going try to try to hit up the museum that's there because I now know where it is so I can actually go to it. Oh, so there is a museum. Do they do a festival at any time? They have started to do one. Um, I think it was the second week of September this year. It was one of those things to where I found out about it way too late. But I think they're going to try to start doing one. Because it is another place that could definitely, like... I mean, probably has a nice, rich culture of it. Um, the I know, because I, I want to get one. Their fire department has, like, this t-shirt that um that like <laughs> like the fire department like you know some fire departments have t-shirts and stuff that you can buy yeah. and the local fire department it's a it's the flatwoods monster like riding in a fire truck <laughs> and it's great and that's another thing about mothman is that uh they have you know cosplay characters but they have a really great flatwoods monster costume usually mm-hmm. walking around with bigfoot and a mothman and it looks amazing um, that's actually, cause what they're starting to do is festival shirts where there's like exclusive ones from the festival instead of from small town. And the one this year is it's Abbey road, but it's, um, yeah, let me, let me see if oh, I can get this yes, off the top of my head. It's a gray Bigfoot, Flatwoods, Flatwoods and Mothman. And Mothman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, it, and it's got like them heading towards the, the museum and everything across I the street. You can almost see the effect that just this Mothman Festival has had around like around there being more, you know, if people seeing all these dollar signs in their local cryptids or mm-hmm. even UFO stories now. Because in Pascagoula, Mississippi this year, they're going to do the first annual Pascagoula UFO Wrinkly Alien Festival in October. I have no idea what it's going to be. I've been to the town. It's a town that Jimmy Buffett's from, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go check it out, this this up-and-coming festival. Even Lizard Man got a festival, but that mm-hmm. looked like it was it was like festival slash Comic-Con. Uh, but it looked like it was just in a single building, and the guys had a couple of long boxes, and it looked pretty sad. Well, I mean, that's um, oh, Kentucky Goblins. They yeah, there's a little there green men festival, sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, cryptids, and that's that's the other thing. When I talked to um, Lyle Blackburn and everything, I I had asked them about that. Like, what what are your thoughts on you know cryptids becoming a more mainstream pop culture? thing and he said that you know he's of course all for it and everything and of course i mean of course someone who writes and like is is into that that field would say that but i'm also excited about it too because it's something that one i know a lot about so it's like it's one of those things for as a kid i i mean i wasn't like bullied like swirlies and everything for like comic books and weird stuff but it was kind of one of those things that you get you know those looks from people like oh you're into that and now it's like everyone's coming to the nerds now. Yeah. They're they're coming yeah. to they're they're coming to us because we have all the knowledge on what the movies <laughs> and all the cryptids and stuff. But the thing that funny thing is, I mean, I know Chicago had a rash of sightings of Mothman. Yeah. This is continuing still. Yeah. Yeah. Recently. And mm-hmm. but that's the thing. It's I don't feel the sightings are getting an uptick for a lot of this stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of turned to you in that, that it, regard to see I would if you say, know. I'd say as far as Mothman, no, that those 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 sightings in Chicago, that all really uh, came to a head. There was another uh, Mothman documentary in 2019, I believe, that came out kind of off of the heels of that, of all those sightings. Mm-hmm. Now, there hasn't been – and I want to mention this in the thing that, of course, the, what really makes the Mothman story stand out is the fact that the Silver Bridge collapses in 1967. Yeah. Almost, as they say, this this whole story does have a, a crescendo, and it's tragic, and it's very, very sad. And I noticed that in the documentary, they do take that step to kind of want to take Mothman away from the bridge itself. Yeah. I mean, they, they said, you know, the sighting stopped and everything. And, they, and I mean... It is something that that is kind of this looming thing over the town. Like, I I think as time goes on, I'm not trying to be rude here, but that will continue to fade because there are people that 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 like new people that had that happen to them. Yeah. But as time goes on, of course, one will because they even put out in the thing that we're starting to lose original sighting, like people who originally had the sightings and stuff, and that can tell the firsthand accounts. That yeah, as time I, goes on, but that, that, that's the thing: having them in this documentary and having that available is something that 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 is truly a gift that that we need and, to have. And just going to the festival, if you're interested, it is very easy to strike up a conversation with someone that'll uh, inevitably lead to. If you ask just a couple of people, you'll find someone who was either around at the time or was involved in some kind of sighting. And they are always really quick to uh, be really open about what happened about the sightings themselves. They have there's. 
there's a rare, a very very high level of acceptance in Point Pleasant of Mothman himself. Not just the facade of the festival and bringing in the money. Mm-hmm. The people themselves like generally believe, and they are very open to talk about it, which is really unique. So, I, I brought. Sorry for long-time listeners of Zingness or anything else I've come on that I've talked about Mothman because there are talking points that come up again and again, and it's not intentional. It just happens. <laughs> um, the first the first time I was there, um, you were, of course, there. We did the TNT tour, and then me and Flora from uh, Blurry Photos podcast stopped and talked to a few local kids. And this was sad because I'm not kidding. Both of us had our recording equipment in hand. Standing there with recording equipment, talking to these two, this 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 couple that grew up in Point Pleasant, and they were telling us about like weird, like ghosts or like stuff like that, like 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 these weird, like, great stuff, yeah, yeah. And neither of us were recording, and yeah, I, I felt like I did stuff like that too. Like I was recording the narration of the bus tour, and later yeah. I'm like, why did I record this? Why would I ever want? I could just say this all in five minutes. Yeah, and and but, that's but and I that, wasted it. But that's the thing. It's like a lot of people there have their own like weird thing because uh, there was a police officer on Sunday. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to talk to him. I'm like, I'm not going to bring the recorder because I know I'm like, I'm just going to go ask him. So I was like, hey, man, um, can, can I ask you a few questions real quick? And he's like, sure. And I you know, was like, as a police officer, do you all ever get any weird reports or anything? And he's like, no, not. He goes. He goes, no, I've, I've, I've never seen anything paranormal myself. I mean, we get calls about just weird stuff every now and then, but nothing like x files He goes, but when I was growing up, I did see a ghost. And I'm like, <laughs> didn't you just say, like, is, is it that common around here? Or is it that just normal that that's not like an out there thing? But he proceeded to tell me that he was driving down a road one time and looked over and it looked like there was somebody like sitting like they would on a four-wheeler like in that position, but there was no four wheeler and it was just them floating through a field in that like wow. position, like, like they were riding one, which could also be the same position you could ride a horse in too. So, but he, he just mentioned that that's what he saw one time. And he said that he looked, <laughs> saw it, looked back at the road, looked over again. And it was gone. Yeah. It's like the native said, it's like where the, where the waters meet. Uh, they were uh, very, very cautious about that land and, and warn they even stay away from it. But that's right where Point Pleasant sits, where, mm-hmm. the, where the waters meet. Oh, speaking of that, I want to point this out. Uh, it's shown in documentary a little bit, but they don't do it justice. There is a giant metal statue of Mothman, an interpretation yeah. of Mothman, like right beside, like right in the dead center of town. Now, you think, oh, well, it's just this one random metal statue. You'd be wrong because along the waterfront, there's like a Chief Cornstalk statue. Like there's a ton of this metal statues and stuff. And was it you that was there when when we met somebody that knew the person that did them? Yeah, I had that interview somewhere. It was never used, but we talked to – there was a booth that had the wife and the daughters of the man who made all the statues. And she had a book that showed how he – how he constructed all the statues. I mean, they're a really unique style. It isn't just like a guy in his shed who likes making these insane metal statues. But yeah, his family was really nice, and he he had passed away a few years ago. But they had other stuff he did there, mm-hmm. and it, they were really really nice. Yeah, yeah and they were really close to the statue too. Yeah, it was it was funny because I think we were saying something, and then someone said something about it, and we just start like like that's that, that's the thing. If you go to this festival, talk to people. 
like that that are running booths or that you know say they're from the area because they probably have some cool story to tell and everything about like either being at the festival my relative saw something so that's the really cool thing about this and everything and i think that doc that once again to kind of wheel back to the documentary for a quick second it kind of embraces that and points that out because uh the person who one of their main interviewers says you know i lived in point pleasant my whole life except for when i went to college for four years but since then i've been back and everything and it's weird because of being to point pleasant where it shows some of the like him walking on the streets i'm like i know exactly where that is now from being mm-hmm. there because one of them yeah. i think he's yeah. walking around in the parking lot of the piggly wiggly but the piggly wiggly's behind the <laughs> cameraman which by the way they have a piggly wiggly there if that excites anyone because every time i see it i'm like ha so that's that might oh, yeah. just be a me thing um and a bob evans I, that's in gallipolis that's that's on the ohio side that's, that's true. that it's that's completely true. different they also have a super eight that eh, it's oh can i yeah no can i bring up in that documentary they also talked about the guys at the gallipolis airport who saw a gigantic bird fly over it and if i'm not mistaken i don't know if that's where i flew in or not maybe not because I did fly in kind of close, but it, it seemed like it would have been too you, close. You said you had to that, drive like an hour or two, right? Yeah, so I don't think it could have been that same airport. I mean, unless I you were really lost. Have the area. Yeah, right? Uh, but that, I, I did like that about the giant, giant... It wasn't Mothman even said. It looked like a giant bird. And they thought it was a plane Petersburg. coming in. Okay. Did you, I, I'm just saying, I, that, that's like the next closest area. It must be. It was a really small, um, like a commuter airport. I mean, that's what the one in Gallipolis is, but I mean, I, and that's, let me see if I can find that real quick. I mean, that's once again, if yeah, it, that is like, that's actually right across the street from, um, the Buffalo Wild Wings, which is a little bit down the road oh, from okay. the Bob Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm using all these. Keep going down past the Bob Evans and you can see. If you see the piggly wiggle, you don't have gone too far, but And by the way, that that is how people give directions in this area. Yeah, they have a few landmarks. There's a Long John's and all that. And yeah. Um But, uh, but I mean when you're, if you're there for the festival, I mean you're eating eat 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 the stuff at the festival mm-hmm. or eat at that great Mexican restaurant close by the uh close by the, the Moth Museum itself. Yeah. I recommend anyone going Go go to that if you have to. Just go check out the town the Monday morning after the festival's over because everything goes back to normal. It goes really really quiet and it was a ghost town, but in a good way. It, it was really nice. Just walk around that place in complete serenity after kind of the kind of madness of the festival for a couple of days. Yeah, because you you stayed an extra day and everything and and kind of hung around and everything. So I I've, I've only been up been up there during the excitement of the festival. So one of these times. I, I might have to go like check in there like on a different yeah. note and everything. Yeah, well our plan was to to get up the Monday after everyone was gone and then go to the mines during the day mm-hmm. instead of going to truck around at night to kinda of see your way around early. Plus the weather is really nice. And then go around downtown and walk around. That that flea market is open. <laughs> that uh that big antique shop that's mm-hmm. right down there's an antique shop. They have great, great stuff and a lot of homemade Mothman memorabilia and all kind of cryptid stuff, Bigfoot stuff, UFO stuff, but just handmade trinkets and paintings. It, there is a really really cool shop. I mean that's 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 the thing. A lot of these shops do embrace it. So when you're there, don't just check out the stands. Check out the shops too, 
because they they normally have like water for a little bit cheaper and like I, cause I remember I think it was that same place uh, they they sold hot dogs and stuff during the festival. Yeah, that's the same place, and yep. it's close by. There, there's a religious store that sells Star Wars themed religious shirts. Uh, I got something to do. <laughs> I did not know that, so I will have to find that now. I do remember the window of that, and it's saying like the God is the Force and stuff, but it's all in Star Wars font. Uh, as I said, it was a couple years ago. It could have changed by now, but uh, I, that really stood out. I will definitely try to look for that now because <laughs> I'm. Um, it's apparently it's a Bible shop, and it's saying it's still. Um, uh, it's got 4.7 stars and oh. it is close. It will be open at, it's closed on Sunday, but it is open 10 to five every day. Wow. So it demands six days a week. Yes. But yeah. Yep. That, that's, that's just, that's definitely it. They got the whole storefront and everything right there. <laughs> so what are your, like, if you could kind of give me an idea of what your thoughts are, for what Mothman is or what was going on in Point Pleasant? Or, like, or do I you do, have a theory? I do I do like to think that it was it's more the, I don't think it's a mutation thing. That's that almost seems too comic book and not possible. But it does I do like that that there has to be more going on than just a weird bird. That that it seems like government ages, but they also seem like aliens. I mean, this is almost the birth of just the idea of men in black mm-hmm. being in things. Mm-hmm. Um it was earlier cases, but I think this case really defined solidified that. it. Yeah, and 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 the UFO activity and everything. I think there was something. It was just some, maybe maybe it is alien, and it was a strange phenomenon going on at the time that people are looking into. Maybe there's two factions of something going on. But I I'm gonna have to decide. I don't know if the bridge is actually involved. That's the thing. I I, I don't like to think about that, but it. It's hard not to that since that all the sightings, all the evidence on the men in black, everyone kind of went away as soon as that was over with. Overall, I just, I just, I just strangeness to the highest degree, man. I, I do think it's like uh, there's some connection with that. All right, so kind of to show my hand a little bit, I'll be of course doing you know just some interviews and stuff. Of course, while I'm there again, I'll be talking with that. But I have like a really, really intense, um, really tight on your head aluminum foil hat theory that I'll, that I'll get into at some point on another episode. But, All right. but, but to say now, um, it's one of those things that is so much was going on that it's like this entire, like if it was like a handful of things, that'd be one thing, but it seemed like this whole entire area went crazy for cryptids. And I want that on a shirt now. <laughs> um, and it's not. Look, I'll say this. I'll, I'll show my it, hand on something I'm going to be involved with. It's this time period, 1966, 1977, uh, 1967. It's not just Point Pleasant going on. There was there was a it was massive UFO events going on in Australia at the time. There was a huge UFO craze in Michigan and Ann Arbor area, even in Ohio. All around the same time period, there was a huge UFO chase that went like 85 miles from Ohio to Pennsylvania around the same time. And it, like I said, there's it was just a lot of high strangers everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it took peak, it peaked, it seemed to peak in uh, Point Pleasant, but just the time period, this small two two year window in a in a in a in a large area. I mean, everywhere, it's just a lot of strange stuff was happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely 100 percent in agreement with you on that, and. 
like I said, it's just my thing is something was going on in that town. Something. Were there weird um, agents there from the government to try to find out, you know, what was going on? Maybe, maybe there were extra dimensional beings there trying to act human and yeah, not I pulling mean, it off. It's it's one of those things to where there's always a, already a military presence. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, things like vortexes and things get brought up a lot in you know subjects like this, uh, like the Bridgewater Triangle, which uh, they, yeah. they, it had there were strange events going on there at the same time also, and. When you have, and especially now we live in this, we live in this post Stranger Things world, okay, where we don't trust, where we we don't trust the government, but we do trust that they can pull technology together to rip a hole in in our own reality and maybe pull whatever kind of mind monster through it as possible. So Point Pleasant would be the perfect place to uh, for something like that to happen. If any, you know, come on, all this fiction, they, they, it is definitely based. I mean, that's all based on Montauk, but Montauk's another case of the same thing. It's like, wh where were they branching out? Was this a smaller division of the same kind of projects? Going back to the Philadelphia experiment and, you know, leftover Nazi scientists? Who was there? What what did they do? Maybe they're just trying to keep their end quiet on it and make it just a, a bird myth. I, I, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the other thing. If you can have people play into the crazy and make it sound crazy because because I've, I've also said this like I'm, I'm not saying i believe or disbelieve in um lazar sure but i'm gonna say this i would not put it past government agents for him to tell him you're working on alien technology where it's 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 regular technology but they tell oh. the people you're working on alien technology this is alien I'm stuff because guess yeah, what that person's that gonna do if they try to run and tell somebody they're going to look crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And think about, you know, that same thing could have been happening. You know, I hope it's not, but to uh, people like John Keel and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Mary Heyer, who were writing for the paper at the time, where she they really brought her out, which is good. John Keel gets a lot of the credit. Yeah. But uh, Mary Heyer was a name, right, who wrote the column for mm -hmm. who was a, a lived in downtown Point Pleasant. Yep. They don't speak about her enough, I don't think. And I'm glad that her, they, she got, she her, got a lot of Her name of gets dropped. A lot, but but they, they they definitely gave her a lot of credit in this one. Cre credit that was due, by the way. Credit that was due to her because she she was like the, the right hand to John Keel during all of this investigation and stuff. And John Keel, I I really it's it's on my list of books for Audible because I'm oh sure. But by, by the way, this isn't me plugging Audible for like a user code zingness. I've honestly just gotten Audible on my own accord. So this is me just saying I listen to Audible. You don't have a code coming after this, and this is not an ad for them. <laughs> but that, that that is on but my short list. This of, um, episode will be on Audible <laughs> for ninety nine cents. No, Zanger, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta just read it yourself and put it on Audible. Well, maybe they won't let you. But <laughs> it, oh my gosh, all the mispronunciations and somehow still spelling errors, even though I'm reading. Um, Podcast, no, I, audio book, audio trip, same thing. Get it on Audible. Yes, but check out the new Zang Zith, uh, Zang this on Audible. Um, no, I mean it's it's definitely on my short list of ones I want to read and everything because. It, it's it's one of those it keeps on popping back up in the like stuff I should have read or need to read and everything but um I I'm, I'm very interested in that maybe like, like I said I'm trying to draw out the Mothman stuff because since I'm gonna be going every year I need a new topic each each pregame for this but speaking of pregame from Mothman if you have 
if somebody is listening to this, if you are, are driving through the entirety of West Virginia or Ohio or wherever you're coming from and you are on your way to Point Pleasant, what would Russ recommend for them to do at the festival? What would be Russ's top three? Oh, top three is easy. Okay, well, I mean, the museum's number one. I mean, that's why you're there. Go there. Go have a lot of fun there. Go buy a bunch of stuff. The, the whole just I, the just the merchants, everything for sale is almost number one. I count the museum because the museum is mm-hmm. packed. It is hard to get some stuff while you're there, but there's so many merchants just outside doing stuff. Second would be clog dancing. You have to see the amazing – West Virginia, I'm not sure what say they're they're Point Pleasant locals, but they do they do clog dancing out on the river. Now I think they didn't get to do it last year. Wasn't the river a little did uh, coming a little bit over on the? They weren't having as much stuff going on then. I know that like like on the river side of it. Yeah, to, to kind of paint a picture, there's a like a outdoor, almost small amphitheater. It's like mm-hmm. a levee, but as the levee goes descends down to the river itself, <clears throat> it's all it's called concrete benches, yeah. and they they have bands playing all day. They, but they, the clog dancing, they so they have listed a ton of stuff for that. Like 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 they like the site has been like they're gonna have this person and this person and this person on the main stage, so they're definitely prepped. Oh, for there it. you go. And they should be. They 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 could put uh, for the amount of people that do go there and stay like uh, mm-hmm. during the day because there's a lot of food. They could do a, a little bit more as far as the entertainment. I felt that was it was fun, but I don't think it was you know pushed as hard as it, it uh, you know at least it's not as engaging. It was like there was kind of other stuff to do. And the third man, I don't know. I really, if I say the Mexican restaurant, that's not why I'm here to talk about. <laughs> go to that Mexican restaurant. I can't remember its name. Really, really, really oh, good stuff. Oh, I just X'd out of Google Earth. I, oh, ha- I was yeah, like just right down there. Hold on. Wait. No, there's basically one street where a lot of the stuff is. It's where the Moth Museum it's is. The main, it's, it's where the statue street. is. It's basically yeah, Main Street, as some street, some cities would call it. But they have – yeah, there is a Mexican restaurant. Okay, past so the old theater. I'm, I'm just making sure I'm getting this correct. It is the one with like the red booths, yellow yes, walls. Yes. Sure, the like baskets with the little paper Coke? and Coke, Coke, it, um, baskets, Coke Cola yeah, baskets. Exactly. Sure. Okay, if I am correct, Rio Bravo Two. That's it, Rio Bravo Two. Yes. Yeah, great restaurant. Yeah, it seriously is. I know from the festival, it's hard because you just want to eat the great street food. They have great like stir fry, and everything's moth something. Yes, uh, cotton candy is moth floss. There's Mothman brownies. There's Mothman ice cream. Mothman. Dude, the cookies burgers. have little little red M and M's. The cookies. Yes, the cookies. It just it's so oh, and the leggings. I remember uh, our friend Kimmy bought some mm-hmm. leggings that were just bat bat leggings. With red little dots put on their eyes, and it's Mothman leggings now. Yes. Um, so my top three for this particular record, I'm going to say, because I'm going to now counteract Russ's in a way, um, definitely the museum. I mean, one, the, the whole experience. Kind of, I'm going to cheat and say my, the, the, the whole experience is definitely what you should go there for. But the Mothman Museum is, is number one. Number two just in just 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 enjoy being there just just see the sights talk to anyone dressed up it is worth it it, it is worth it especially if you see a man in black because they were the, yeah. the one the one we got was really fun to talk to <clears throat> and finally the island noodle place 
Yes, the the, the street stir fry that that Russ mentioned. Oh yeah. It, it has nothing to do with Mothman, nothing at all. But God dang it, it is good. Like catch I, it on Saturday because they were not there on Sunday. I no, yeah, they, it. I really went... they bolt. Like I think they were there on Sunday last year. I feel like no, they were because I remember I was sitting on the street corner. Um, eating mine when I got a message saying that the hotel charged me twice and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so yes, they, they oh, were there oh. Sunday last year. Also, um, random thing I want to throw in here. If you are a fan, as we have mentioned Star Wars multiple times, the 501st makes an appearance there normally and the Ghostbusters dress up thing people as yeah, well. I, I saw a picture of a lot, a lot of husky Ghostbusters in front of that <laughs> statue recently, and I said to myself, "Man, if I could just chunk up a lot, I could be a Ghostbuster too." I think I'm already there. I just need to get the outfit now. <laughs> so I, I, I probably could too. I'd be nice to myself because a couple of the guys up front was all they could fit was a couple of guys up front. Let's just say <laughs> but no, I mean def- definitely if you go there. Um, I guess the other thing I should say to keep out for keep an eye out for me. Because I'll be there this year, I'll probably be there next year, and I'll probably be there for the foreseeable future. But it is something I will go to every year, and every year I have a different and fun experience. So, um, with that being said, and I it's, think... It's going to become Podcaster Bingo, too. Because I think, and I think you would win, because you tend to know... At least um, we were there. You were like, this guy's here, this guy's here, this guy's here recording. I know Toby, of, I know Toby was there last year, too. I know of three going off the top of my head. You counting Brendan Shea in that? Uh, I know four going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annie Weebs has her own separate show, actually. She'll be there, too. I uh, now count five go- No, I mean, yeah, that's... Par- Paranormal Warehouse. No, it's a different show. She does a, a live-streaming Paranormal Warehouse show uh, that Brendan has no part of. She's kind of completely independent. So, yeah, she has her own... Uh, in, in fact, uh, I know I don't know when this is coming out, but she's going to have me on Paranormal Warehouse... Talking about Ingrid Cold, I'm going to want to say Ingrid uh, Cold so many times because Ingrid is not a word. Ingrid is way easier to read, and I'm going to call him an old lady's name. I, I remember I was watching one doc, and I don't know if this was verbatim what was said because I know that, that guy's story kind of changed. But one of the creepiest and coolest statements that they said that he said was, instead of saying goodbye, he said, I will see you in time. Yeah. And it's just something about saying it that way is like the most ominous thing to tell somebody. Because it's like, if okay, yeah. if if I were a time traveler, that's how I'd say goodbye. And I want to say, uh, I've been having my own little, just having to dig into this quite a lot recently. Uh, you know how they, uh, in that timeline when you're watching, and you know just from being in the museum and knowing the lore of the Mothman, that at one point... Uh, the name Mothman itself was kind of derived from the popularity of the recently aired Batman show, mm-hmm. which was very new at the time. So Mothman kind of comes out of the fact that Batman existed and was really, really popular at the time. Yes. Now, okay, so Mothman, he's first sighted like November 1966. Batman 66 came out in January of that year. So Batman's already in the zeitgeist. Well, the Ingrid Cold stuff happens later, and the Joker first appeared January twenty sixth. Are you think about the now think about the para now think about the parallel stories of you have a grinning man that's freaking people out in a winged uh we don't know, Avenger, hero, friend, enemy, we don't know. Uh what and it's almost 
on the complete opposite side of the country, these things are happening. One's fictitious. One is we don't know. Uh, <laughs> either it, it was kind of baked up by some really hardcore Batman fans that wanted to make a little, I don't know, almost their Christopher Nolan version in the 60s. Or just some weird cosmic coincidence where the thought of this existing in one area is manifested by aliens trying to maybe play out their own Batman story with their own Joker. I, but they got it way wrong, way wrong, and way creepier. I find that very interesting, Russ. I did not put those pieces together, but that is very. I I knew about the uh the the name you Mothman Jim, coming from Batman, though. And you got Jim Gordon as uh is uh, John Keel. Oh man, you are you are making an amazing fanfic Batman that that is all based on true events. Yeah, it's a new Batman sixty seven, and it's uh it's taking place in Point Pleasant. That is awesome. <laughs> Now let's keep working on it. Though at some point we'll uh, we can assign it has to be a penguin, of course, and a Riddler involved. We'll figure it out. We 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 will work on this. Um, and I guess may, may, maybe next year's Mothman will have the the adventures of Batmoth, Mothbat. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll work on it. We we need to get some people in on this. Some good writers. Um, so if people want to hear more from you, sir, or more about the paranormal. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, you can check out my show, Unbelievers Podcast. We come out every Wednesday, and uh, I'm not sure when this is out, but our new one coming out is a bit about Bridgewater Triangle, but we'd like to talk about the uh, Pudgewudgy, or Pugwuggy, P- whatever he's P- called. Pugwudgy. Pugwudgy. Pugwudgy is coming at you, because there's too much in that Bridgewater Triangle to talk about, so you got to pick the thing you like. <laughs> yes, so that episode will be coming out, your episode's uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah, well, every Wednesday our new so episode. So that, that would have been yesterday. For, for you listening on on the day this comes out on the 19th of September yeah and so. hopefully in the future uh, we will be putting together our own Mothman Fest episode even though we're not there but Sanger wants to come on and mm-hmm. we've got a couple of other unbelievers and Brendan Shea we're going to be there recording and we're going to put our own thing together too and hey we might be cold calling you and recording it while you're there oh man I'll, I, I'll be I'll have recording equipment I'll be running around so you you hopefully will catch me in a very uh, spooky place at maybe one point. So who knows? Perfect. Who perfect. knows? I'll try to catch all. I'll come all Saturday. I'll, I'll be trying to get all y'all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on, sir. Um, of course, uh, if you're listening to Zignus, you know where to find us. Uh, definitely check out our Patreon, where I am continuing my quest through the Monster Quest series. So eventually, I will get to the Mothman episode. So. Look forward to that, but there is some other ones that will happen first, so I will continue my quest along with that, so definitely check out Patreon, and of course, um, as always, if you are going to the Mothman Festival, keep an eye out for myself. Um, If you're listening to this a year from now, keep an eye out, because I will probably be there every year now, so definitely um, thanks again to Russ for coming on and gracing us with his knowledge and presence. Um, I guess unofficially thanks to Small Town Monsters for putting together an amazing documentary that I, in my opinion, this is not me once again trying to plug them or anything, but in my honest opinion, they did the best job of putting the entire story of the Mothman together in a very coherent way. And, and also totally watchable too. It does not, you're not going to get super bored watching this. That animation's broken up enough. And I want to give a quick, hey, Lyle Blackburn, I know we played me messing with you on my show. And just mess around, man. I think your show's all right. <laughs> awesome. So I, I just wanted to point that out. Definitely check out their stuff. They have, they are, like I said, they are the torchbearers of Monster Quest, in my opinion. But they do it more documentary style. And if there's 
if, if there's info you want to know, they're going to cover it. So definitely check them out. Um, as for me, I will be back next week with the Mothman itself uh, festival episode. So stay tuned for that. Lots of interviews, lots of discussion. Going to be talking to a whole lot of people in Point Pleasant. So see you guys next week. Adios.